Welcome to the Faces podcast. We're a Christian and Muslim charity working to build resilience in faith communities against child sexual exploitation and other forms of harm. We'll be talking about what faith and interfaith work means to us and how we embed an inclusive and authentic approach throughout our work. Today we're sitting with uh, Tony Thompson, uh, one of the founders of Faces and also the leader of Hope Church Luton and um, myself, Nigel, who works for Faces, and Melissa, who works for Faces uh, and run run this podcast together, we'll be asking Tony some questions about um, some of the beginnings of things and um, some of uh, what Hope Church brings to the scene here locally uh, in Luton. Um, So, Tony, um, you grew up in Luton and lived here till the age of 18, Okay, and then went off to university. That's right. Um, lived a life in various other places, and then came back to Luton yes. to, to start a church. That's correct. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was born and bred in Luton, um, and have certainly for two or three generations uh, lived in Luton. My dad was at Vauxhall. My grandpa, my grandfather was at Vauxhall. My mum was a sh- machinist. Um, I went to a local school and wasn't a person of faith and knew, and one of the things I say, I knew the pubs around Luton, even though I was underage, much better than I knew the churches. Uh, was the first member of my family to go to university. And, uh, yeah, it was a informative time. But whilst at university, I started arguing with Christians to prove them wrong. And to my shock and horror came to the conclusion that they were right and I was wrong. And my first ever prayer was, all right, God, I give in, um, which uh, I now subsequently know is not the most theologically sound prayer. But I, I think God listened to it and I then had to discover what it meant to uh, live a life following Jesus. And long story short, um, got involved in leadership within churches and had a heart, a desire for people without faith, people like me, uh, to help them discover faith and realising that there was a whole group of people, a whole generation who didn't know faith and the church wasn't reaching out to them. And so had that desire for the church to be not just for those who brought up in church, but for those who are outside it. And so uh, came to Luton with a view to doing that and did that 20 years ago. Uh, found that was much easier to say than to do, and it took me and others who were with me a long while for the church to really be something that I felt comfortable with. Because it's it's one thing uh, doing that in a white middle-class area, but in a town like Luton, what does it mean to be a a church, a faith community uh, that is relevant to those who don't have faith. Um, And so it took me a long, long while to even know what that looked like and let alone for it to be like that. But but I'm really pleased to say I, I feel very, very comfortable with how Hope Church is now. But it, uh, it took a long while to get there. We've been, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary uh, this year. Uh, but at last, it's the sort of church that I feel really 
pleased to be part of. That's, really that's cool. such a... Sorry, that, that's such a deep reminder of, um, you know, when setting up a church or an equivalent organisation, it's not about just serving the people that are already there, but it's it's much more about reaching those who aren't there with you yet. Um, so you said, you know, you're you're comfortable where Hope Church is now in, in how you do that. So what are some of the ways that you do that now? Well, I think we are in numbers of different ways, seeking to serve the community and demonstrating that faith has a role to play. So, uh, so for example, uh, way back, which you were involved in, uh, Melissa, uh, under a different guise, we've been involved in the local community in terms of Hightown for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, is it, uh, in terms of employing and uh a high town community worker seeking to serve the community that's taken a numbers of different guises uh currently we're supporting i'm involved with edible high town which is morphed into uh that but serves the high town community there's the involvement with faces there's uh we're a center for numbers of different groups um uh, Autism Beds is is, is based here. Uh, numbers of different people working with mental health charities uh, that they're gathering here. Uh, going on today in the building is one of our language schools. We we have over fifty students, most of them refugees uh, at different levels, and uh, we offer free language school for them to help them improve their. English uh, with so any anyone listens to this and think great I'll come at, we're at the moment fully subscribed but they can go on the, the waiting list um, we run uh, a, a community drop-in uh, with a, a, a light lunch uh, which serves different uh, people uh, different it's always difficult to know what phrase to use but different needy people different people who we we can serve and help uh, our, our sundays are multicultural lots of different people numbers of refugees uh, numbers of people from broken backgrounds uh, we have a, a, a second service four o'clock uh, which is exclusively for uh, people who are not used to coming to church it's just a, a mirage of different ways that have evolved over the time um, and I, I, I forget a lot of the stuff that we're doing uh, but and but but serving uh the the community as a whole uh helping them in terms of faith but not exclusively in terms of, of faith of trying to help people holistically um but that includes uh faith yeah um some of the work i've done in the community i came across a lady from a muslim background who um when i mentioned hope church luton she said, that is my favourite church in Newton. <laughs> and I thought that, that's a lovely statement to hear yeah. from people from other faiths. And uh, just wondering, how does someone like, who's a church leader like yourself and a church as active in Newton as that um, get involved with something like faces and work, uh, multi-faith work into a tough area like child protection and safeguarding and all of that? Well, I, I think... 
the the starting point which which I've come to is of honoring and respecting everyone for all their backgrounds whatever uh social or ethnic background but including faith so I, I am open and my Muslim friends are open that I want them to become Christians and they are open that they want me to become a Muslim and I, and I think that's a good place to start when I don't believe that all faiths are the same but I respect people of faith and and I've talked in other podcasts about secularism is a faith in itself and so most people are people of faith and we need to respect that and I have learned a lot from my Muslim friends uh, about their faith um, and their the way they outwork it and I respect that and I honour that and I think that's the, the heart of what we do in terms of faces. I, sometimes people can be fearful of people from other faiths i i found there's nothing to be fearful about at all and that people of active faith muslims christians and others there are so much that we have in common and there's uh, a joint desire to serve the community and bring good to the community and faith faces is one of the ways that that is happening and through act doing activities together, important activities like FACES, it builds and strengthens the relationships uh, across uh, faiths, which I think is great. Um, so do you want me to talk about why FACES in particular uh, is... I, I, I feel a bit of a charlatan in, in terms of this, but I suffer from imposter syndrome. So, so I... I got involved through the back door, through other Christian friends who uh, were aware of the issues, and I just happened to be uh, meeting with them and some others when the the topic came up about uh, issues of grooming and child sexual exploitation, and I didn't have a particular burden or a different in. Uh, uh, understanding of the issue but found as we were meeting together one the the benefits of working cross faith and working with muslims i enjoyed that but i also realized that every, everybody else was so impacted and involved in it all that it was that they needed someone like me from the outside just to summarise and bring clarity and organise things in the early days in terms of having clear objectives and say, yeah, these are the issues, but what are we going to do about it? And so I found myself uh, contributing in that sort of way, which has, uh, has carried on. And I, I'm just honoured and pleased that I can make a little contribution um, in this area. And I suppose in talking about safeguarding and what, you know, FACES is about from that point, being a, a hub of the community as Hope Church is and having all of these activities going on, you know, safeguarding is, is obviously going to be a strong focus throughout being able to enable those activities and make sure that things are done safely and things aren't, uh, you know, abuse and concerns of abuse and all of those things are addressed in the right way. Um, and I suppose as as FACES, one of the 
the main things we try to reiterate is that faith isn't a risk. It is something that's uh, actually a, a strength when it comes to safeguarding and being a church leader, you know, it, that obviously comes with a, a deeper understanding than perhaps uh, another person around what that means uh, as a Christian and about their responsibility as a Christian um, to make sure people are safe. And, and well, I won't I won't speak for you, but maybe speaking into that um, a little bit would be useful. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, as part of what faces faces does is to help faith communities to understand that uh, faith is part of the answer, uh, but also we need to make sure that our the our, our places of interaction are safe for people and uh yeah so i am um, because i'm involved in faces i can bring and use their material and their insights uh and put it into practice here uh it, it also as a, a church leader i come into contact regularly with victims of 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 this um and we run a, uh, a a course uh, a, a group to help victims uh, who are now as adults who have suffered child uh, uh, abuse as children in their different forms and using faith as a, a means of healing because uh, both Muslims and Christians believe that there is healing available uh, through God, and uh, and and it's, it's my leading of a church has been helped no end by being involved with faces, both in terms of uh, knowledge and resources uh, and things that can be applied locally. And the fact that I'm a local church leader means I do then ha have something to contribute to the to the wider group. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned earlier on uh, when we were talking about the multi-faith aspect, the fact that you uh, would love to see people become Christians and your, your friends would love to see you become Muslim and all the rest of it. But that shows something of a healthy balance. It means that the people, you're secure in your faith and you're working with people who are secure in their faith. And, and that security means that things are not on a threatened basis or a fright, you know, people are, are scared of anything. So as a result, you can have proper conversations. And I'm guessing um, from that stable base, which is un underpins faces, um, are there lessons that people may be listening in other parts of the UK or around the world could, do you think, have to learn from some of the lessons you've learned over the years? Because it's about six years into faces, isn't it? So thereabouts. So um, I'm just sort of thinking, are there lessons you've learned that you think would be useful in other settings? Well, there are lessons that I've learned, um, but I'm not imposing them on anybody else. But I believe that we need to be upfront about things. And certainly one of the things that my Muslim friends tell me is how they struggle with Christians who they feel are, are not being honest, that they get involved in things claiming uh, to do it just for uh or good deeds, but actually behind it are just trying to make everyone to be Christians, and they're not upfront about their motivation. And therefore, I think that as Christians, 
it's appropriate for us to be honest and upfront and that we didn't ought to be sort of peddlers of the gospel. We didn't ought to be uh, undermining things. We need to be honest and straightforward. And I have found personally that being straightforward like that, uh, people respect it and it, it, it means that there's not an elephant in the room where we're, we're there. And, and in all honesty, I, I've always said, because I, I I wasn't born a Christian in the sense I, I, I became one because I felt it was true and that I need to work for myself with that sense of integrity. If I'm wrong and Islam is the truth and Christianity isn't, it's much better to find that out now than when I get to the pearly gates and uh, I, I suddenly find that my whole life has been lived on a, a, a something that's not true. And so not to go into that type of discussions with being open uh, just it seems daft to me. And so there's a sense in which I'm secure, but I'm also um, open enough to know that i I'm a truth seeker, and I believe I've discovered the truth in Christianity, but I'm also aware that others feel that they've discovered the truth in other ways. And so it makes common sense to be open and honest about those things and to enter into relationships, to, to my mind, with integrity. So much food for thought there. <laughs> um it, it occurred to me as we're talking about all these things that we're talking about it from our perspective um, as people engaging um, with with other people. So we said we're, you know, we are secure in our faith, but actually those we engage with might not be as secure in their faith, but they might not have faith. Um, and I think what you said about that honesty of um, intentions and that honesty of, um, you know, why we are providing certain support or providing certain activities and the honesty of, of really wanting people to, to find religion within that is especially true for people who might come from backgrounds that aren't as diverse, as aren't as um, uh, cohesively multi-faith working as, as Luton is in, in a lot of ways. Um, and just to illustrate that, I, um, I was in a church the other day with a different hat on, um, running a different uh, project and, and support. And we had a lot of people who uh, had recently come from other countries and so were used to a much different uh, dynamic and, and culture and everything. Um, and me being in the church, wearing hijab, visibly Muslim, um, a gentleman said to one of my colleagues that, um, you know, I just, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe you, that, you know, I, in my country, you would never see a, a Muslim in a church, you know, a woman wearing hijab in a church. Um, and not just in the church, you know, as as you know, doing something else, but as, as an organiser, actually coordinating something in the church. So that idea of Muslims and Christians working together really just wasn't there, um, especially, you know, a church hosting um, Muslim, you know, an activity that a Muslim is running in its simplest form. Um, and it was so interesting, A, for the the kind of joy and, and surprise that was coming with that um, realisation, but also, I suppose, as a consideration of, how that could be perceived as well um, because we wouldn't want to see it as a watering down of either faith's values and, and standpoints um, and I suppose it's just a, a, an important thing to note is that for us 
you know, we've worked together for, for many years and we know what Christian and Muslims working together in Luton is about and, and kind of the things to be alive to and, and where people's intentions are. And But for other people who come from different backgrounds and perhaps don't see this, uh, you know, running in the same way, there might be a lot of other questions that it brings up too. So it's, I suppose it's something that we can maybe discuss more at another point. I, I totally agree. And, and it happens... You you can talk about how, how people feel within the Muslim community, but in the Christian community, that there's not everybody agrees with me in terms of my attitude, in terms of it all, and so the the fact that I feel very comfortable of being in mosques and honouring that, and, and I have been to Friday prayers um, and valued that experience and and don't feel fearful of it but I know there are some Christians who uh, question my attitude towards that but but yeah similarly I, I've had some of my Muslim friends uh, sharing on a Sunday morning within our worship context uh, just to uh, I, I don't they don't preach that I don't but I, I think it's really healthy for my congregation to hear and understand the challenges of being a Muslim in Luton to, today. And uh, a number of our friends have, have done that. And it's been uh, sort of valuable for, for people to, to hear. So, And, and regularly uh, there are Muslims in our building, um, both uh people coming to to meet with me and and friends but also sort of muslim groups who are using the building and it's it's just great to be able to to work together and demonstrate something together yeah and i think that um openness is is incredibly powerful and builds security into people and so we've had a, a very good conversation um Thank you both, and thank you, Tony, for all you bring to Faces as a co-chair and all you bring to Luton as well. Pleasure. It's good to, to be able to chat, and it's it's lovely working with the two of you.